is up, guys? This is Podcast 419, and we are all about unpacking what it means for us to make and send disciples who love and live like Jesus. And in order to do that, we are having conversations about the highs and lows of doing life together. There is no conversation too big, no topic that is off the table. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. Let's jump into this episode. Hey guys, welcome to Podcast 419. I am Josh with Brian as always, and we have Mahogany joining us again. What's up, Mahogany? Hey, how y'all doing? Living the dream. Oh my goodness, it's just too good. Living I mean, now that you're dream. here, right? Like, I'm because, so excited. Mm, I wish we'd like a soundboard where we can like play noises. Pew, 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 pew. There you go. We, oh. His name's Josh. Hey guys, I'm the soundboard. Hi guys. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we're having a, a conversation today, uh, really walking through something uh, that I think has been really misused, and I would even say is a really dangerous thing for us to misuse. And it's really the phrase, like, God told me to. Mm. Uh, God told me to say it. God told me to do it. Uh, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's kind of not even just blaming God. I, I think it's more like crediting God for you having permission to do something. And what we're not saying is that he doesn't do that, because he does. Right. What we are saying is, if we're careless, it can be dangerous. Yeah. And so why is it so dangerous? Like, if we're accrediting some of these things that either you've heard somebody say, or maybe you have said it yourself, why is it so dangerous to say, hey, God told me, fill in the blank? Because it could be your own voice. When you're not allowing God, you're not walking in relationship with God, when it's um, when it when you're not in full relationship with God and you're using something stating that he has done it, one, you're giving life or giving credit to God for something that your mind, your heart, and your words are saying. But not only that, but then you're sharing that with someone. So now they're taking your words as his truths, mm-hmm. and that's scary. Yeah, yeah. There's a weight to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. God, God is not a ladder that I climb to get to where I want to go. Right. Right. It's not, it's not, oh, look, look at what I'm, it's no, no, no. Like, like God uses us and works through us. Uh, he is not our means to an end. Right. And I think that's the danger. Like Mahogany was just saying is if we confuse the voices, then I'm not, gonna, I'm not following God. I'm following me. Uh, and that's dangerous on my end, but also I'm leading others to do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm misspeaking for God, which there's a word for that in the Bible. It's it's a false prophet, right? right? Like it's I'm speaking on God's behalf without using His actual words and voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that's scary to yeah. me. And they treated it really seriously in the Old Testament. Like if you said that you were a prophet, and then whatever you said didn't come to fruition, if it wasn't true. They would usually kill the person, right. like they would stone them. And so having, I don't want to say that same heart posture, but that weight to it, it's like, I'm not going to say anything on God's behalf because sure. it, it makes it easier. It takes the blame off of me, but like, I'm going to take this seriously because if it is God's word, well, I sure as heck should do it because that's, it's important. Right. Sure. And spoiler, they also killed the good prophets too. Right. So like it, like it happened on both sides, uh, but the catch is, who were they with when they were going through it, right? Like right. one was was with God. They were tied mm-hmm. and caught up in his voice, and the other, not so much. Yeah, yeah. So even trying to understand this, like God told me uh, a little the reason why I've I've used it before, and um, this is when I was very early on in my walk, or maybe before yesterday. I was even a Christian. You did it yesterday. Hey, guys, Brian, 
nice to meet you. But um, really the reason why I would say something like that is because it takes the blame off of me and it kind of casts it on, on God. And so whatever I'm able to say, it's kind of like, hey, I'm just going to throw this in there and I can back away because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, God, God said this, not me. So you don't really have a chance to refute it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, because we're we're not arguing with with you, <laughs> or we're, we're giving counsel with you of just like, hey, dude, are you are you sure this is a good idea? Now I am arguing with what God has told you, right? And I can't do that. That's way bigger because, yeah. man, that's 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 too much for me as a human being to be able to do. And so that's what we do, though. We use it like you're saying. We use this phrase, not because it's not always, but oftentimes not because it's authentically God but because it's a defense measure to prevent you from pushing back on what I want. Mm -hmm. You can't tell, like, hey, God told me this ice cream is mine. Well, then I can't tell you that you shouldn't eat the ice cream. Or at least my thought is that you're not going to battle me on this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a great point, because as disciple makers, like, we're still going to push. Like, our job is to test every spirit and so when you say if I'm discipling somebody and they're like, Mm -hmm. hey, God told me to do this, okay, so how do you know? How do you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and we, we have to we have a responsibility to unpack that together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so as we dive more into this episode, and Mo, I would love to hear your thoughts. How do we actually understand and hear the voice of God? So if the big thing that we're talking about is God told me blank, how do I actually know if God's telling me anything? How do I hear God? So I'm going to start by saying that there isn't like some magical or off the rocket, like, this is God's voice. There isn't some, this is what he sounds like 24-7 when he speaks to Brian, Josh, or Mahogany. That's yeah. not how it goes. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, if I'm not in his word, if I'm not regularly praying, speaking, talking, diving in, building that relationship with him, I can't, I would never be able to hear his voice. It's the same as as you're building your relationships with your family or with your friends. Um, If you don't work on that and strengthen that, then you don't hear them. And that's the same way with our God. So that's first and foremost where I start with that. Um, Secondly, if ever, whenever I feel that or I'm seeking or trying to know and discover if it's God's voice or my own, I, I have to go to the word. I have to go to his word to see how what I'm hearing aligns with it yeah. um, and the truths that are there. And I have to separate myself. Is it, um, mm. is it aligning with my will, my wants, my desires, or is it aligning with God's and sure. everything, his truth and what I know of him? Mm. And also back to discipleship, inviting that person in to walk that through with me mm-hmm. um, so that I can dive deeper into that. And nine times out of 10, that person's going to walk me back to my relationship with God and the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If I if I want to hear someone's voice, I probably, and I know this is weird because we're in a lot of cars right now, um, but mm. a lot of times if I want to hear somebody's voice, it's because I'm close to them. Yeah. Like that's how I'm going to identify who they are what they're saying, what they have for me, just like Mahogany is saying. Like, if I'm not walking faithfully and closely with Jesus, how am I expecting to hear his voice? It's not that he can't speak over it. I'm not right. saying that like God doesn't transcend our own stuff all the time. Uh, what I am saying is if you want to have a better shot, if I want to have a better shot of hearing his whisper, mm-hmm. I need to make sure I'm as close as possible to the giver of the voice. Yes. Yeah. So... When you're trying to hear God's voice, like I hear y'all saying that we need to be in close proximity, we need to be in relationship with God and also with other people to help us discern that. But say I'm a a new believer, have a relationship with Jesus, but I I don't really know what it looks like. 
should I be looking out for a voice? Is it like just happenstance and chance and, and circumstance that things are going right? That's God speaking. Is it a feeling in me? Like what should I be looking out for? I love that you brought that up mm-hmm. uh, because you brought up a lot of things that I would say don't trust. Uh, I'm not saying that your circumstances aren't something that God uses, right? Like your circumstances are like always used by God. It just doesn't mean you're going to interpret them well. Um, think about King Saul when he was chasing after David. Finally, David is like really kind of just exposed and, and vulnerable to him. Uh, and and King Saul goes, obviously, this is God like casting him into my hand. And King Saul learned a very valuable lesson that yes. day, that that was not God's plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he learned the hard way because he misinterpreted his circumstances uh, because he wasn't close to God. That's good. And he wasn't hearing the voice. And so circumstances shouldn't be our number one. Um, an audible voice, man, that would be nice. Like I, I'm all in. I've I've never gotten that. Uh, I have spoken to people who who believe that they have, uh, and that's awesome because God can do that. Uh, he doesn't do that with all of us, and even in Scripture, we see that He didn't do that with every single person. Uh, and so that is possible, but I don't think should be an expectation uh, for most of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you you listed off our feelings, mm-hmm. which. What is more untrustworthy than our feelings? Like, how many things have I wanted that God did not give me that would have absolutely destroyed um, my life, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, or like even the things that He allowed me to have. Like, often I want things that are just frankly not good for me, y'all. I love bluebell ice cream. Mm. I do. Um, right before bed, too. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You have to. You got. I go comatose. Like, I, I'm talking like. <laughs> Bio con Dios, I'm out. There it is. Uh, and so the, the whole, di- sometimes I want things that aren't good for me. Uh, and the catch is everything God wants for me is good for me. Yeah. That's a fact. Now, I'm not talking like physically. I'm not saying he's going to make me rich. I'm not saying that everything's going to go the way I want, but he will work all things for my good. And if that's the case, well, then what I desire doesn't always match up with what he wants. And so mm-hmm. those are just dangerous things that I would say uh, would be the at least the primary lenses that we view his voice through. Yeah. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is that it's possible that that could be an avenue. And so using those things, like say if uh, I'm going to, I'm a young adult director, so I'm, I deal a lot with young adults. And so something that happens a lot is they're in transition. So maybe they're moving after college to go take a new job. And it's like, okay, God told me to go to Dallas and take this new position. So, that's like a feeling that they have or like, sure. man, I feel like I should take this job and, and after graduation go to this place. Are, are y'all saying that that's not God or maybe it is or like how should how should someone go about addressing that? Did they go first to God? Because I heard I feel like I should take this job. So in that, that's a big move. That's a big decision. Mm-hmm. And God tells us to take everything to him in prayer. Yeah. And so then did they stop and do that? That they have that moment with him and speak with him and him open doors to make this the easiest thing that they've ever done? Yeah. Um, or have, like, are they going to be broke and living out of their car when they get there? Those are two extremes yeah, to yeah. just give a huge visual for it. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work out that way. Sometimes all the doors are open. Um, sure. But did you invite God in on the decision, or did you just take that leap? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, here's what I would say. The truth is not afraid of questions. Mm. Like, not afraid, because the truth can stand on its own. Right. Uh, and so if if I feel like God has called me to something or presented something to me, 
because he can, right? And he has called me into ministry. Like that was a clear calling that was from his word that like I can give you that that the time, the person I was speaking to, the the Bible verse I was in, Romans 15, 20, shout out. Um, Like I can tell you that because I was plugged in and caught up in him. And here's the deal. Somebody was like, hey, dude, are you sure? You know what I wouldn't be? I wouldn't puff up my chest and be frustrated and angry and try to defend. I'd be like, yeah, I, you know, I, I really am. And he, here's why. Right. Um, and here's what I went through. And here's what I experienced. And here's the Starbucks seat that I was sitting in. Like, I can walk through all that process because I was caught up in what God had for me in that moment. Uh, but uh, often we see these situations where someone's like, hey, God called me to do this. And then someone's like, hey, are you sure? And they puff up their chest and they defend and they go to war. And it's like, okay, well, I'm thinking maybe not. Hmm. Just in the way you're responding tells me you're not walking side by side with Jesus, at least in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to defend something where the truth doesn't need to. I don't see a single instance in Scripture where Jesus is defending himself. Yeah. Not once. Uh, and so if that's his heart posture, that's what we should be emulating. Right. It's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a ton of humility, uh, but also so does listening to God because yeah. we love to create our own gods. Yeah, yeah. And even going back to what you're saying of kind of puffing up your chest and if someone is pushing up against, well, here's what God told me, kind of goes back to what we were saying initially where if someone pushes back on what God told you, and I put that in quotations of like, I'm, I'm just saying what I feel or you can't refute it because God told me. Right. And so it's like, how, who are you to go against what God says? But like you said, the truth is not afraid to be tested. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important to be in these relationships where you can actually test that thing and see, hey, is this me or is this from God? And we should want to, right? Like exactly. like that, that should be what we, we strive for. It's like, man, I want to make sure. Like, I, I think that, I can't tell you how many times I've used this phrase intentionally. I think this is what God has for me because listen, like best case scenario, I'm 97% sure. Like there, there's, there's still a me part in this where like there's a 3% chance. And that's if he's like, when I, when we moved to Texas, we were about as sure as we could be that he was calling us here, Mm -hmm. like as sure as we could be. Um, and at the same time, so like, there's still that 3% of like, God, like, I really hope this is, is you this because <laughs> it wasn't an audible voice. Like, I, I just want to be sure. Uh, and like, we moved in faith, right? Because we trust like 97% is pretty right. good, pretty good percent. Sure. Um, but if we're like, hey, this is 100% God and we're all in and then we're like, hey, so so how is he telling you this? Is it like in the word? Oh, well, you know, because I applied for this job and they offered it to me. Yo, just because a door opened up doesn't mean God wants you to walk through it. Like yeah. that is a lie. Um, Acts sixteen, look it up. Like doors opened up. Paul was like, "I'm not going out." Like, mm. and lives were changed for it. So we just need to understand that our circumstances are cannot, should not be our primary uh, mm. lens that we view these things through. Yeah, that's so important. And Mo, I would really love to hear maybe an instance of. Uh, a time in your life where you you believed God told you something or told your family something or was calling you in a direction? And how did you really walk that out to say, okay, is this God actually telling me this or is this me and my desires and my wants for this thing to happen or something like that? The biggest that I can even think of um, right out the gate is my position here at Sci Life Church. Praise um, the Lord. <laughs> my husband actually had a company that I managed and worked at. So we were good to go. Um, and just one day being in small group and having a moment with God and just being like, this isn't my, my career path. This is the career path and something that God has given Keith 
and I just happened to fit in it. And I had literally like worked myself out of, I would build up a department and move on to another and then build up. I literally, on the last week that I worked there, I would called myself the prayer person. I would go into my office, turn on my worship music, pray, and then leave. Like that was my job. I had worked my way out. And mm-hmm. so I remember sitting in the car in the um, driveway at grandmother's house and just having a conversation with Keith. And I was like, Keith, this isn't my career path. This isn't my job. God has you here. Um, But he's got something different for me. I know what my gifts are. I know what my skills are. Everything wrapped within kids. Um, And we had a Hmm. long conversation that night about that. Um, And not too long after I was asked for a position within kids ministry, within a church and never even assumed thought of myself being and working within ministry just had a heart to serve and to be with others and just happened to be with students and kids um but knowing because God and I had already started that path I had already been talking to him or I'm gonna backtrack that he had already been speaking with me um and I was just trying Mm -hmm. so hard to keep my ear up to his heart and to just hear what he had aligned for me and so when he said it thank God I didn't miss it yeah yeah that's that's so awesome to hear because what I hear you saying in that is you were always in close relationship and close proximity with God. And so your desires and his desires, um, they look very similar. And so that in and of itself is awesome. But then the next thing you did, it wasn't you going out and looking for ministry positions. It was you bringing it to somebody else and saying, hey, like, what do you think about this? Like you're, you're having a co-laborer come in with you and help flush that out and bear that with you, which I think is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole team-up mindset, right? Like, we're Podcast 419, we're about disciple-makers getting after this, right? And so a disciple is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, committed to the mission of Jesus. And that is all about, like like you were saying, I love, like, I, I want my ear up against his chest. Like, I want to hear his heartbeat. Um, I remember there was a, uh, a time when my, uh, my daughter, she had colic, and so she would wake up in the middle of the night and just, like, be inconsolable. It was awful. Mm. Uh, and so, like, a lot of times at that point, because uh, Jenny did so much during the day, I would try to champion the nights, Yeah. Um, especially when, like, nursing wasn't going to solve the problem. And so I, I just remember a specific night where um, it was, like, 4 a.m., and, like, I picked her up, and I just, like, held her like, against my chest, and, like, she calmed down. And I was, like, doing my quiet time in the Word. And I was just thinking about, like, as I was doing my, my time in the Word, I felt like Jesus was like, hey, this, is, this mm. should be you. Wow. Like you, if you were not against my chest, able to hear my heartbeat, close enough to hear my voice easily, even when it's a whisper, like if, if that's not where you, you should be screaming, mm. like you should lose your mind because you're built to be, ag- <clears throat> excuse me, you're built to be like against my chest. And like that needs to be us. Like before we're like, hey, God, like I want this job. Should I take it? It should be like, man, where, where's my head? Yeah. Like, like, am I against him? Like, am I close enough to hear his heartbeat? Yeah. Because um, if I can't, how am I going to know his heart for me? Yep, that's good. Yeah. Mm, what a vision. Yeah. So if we're going to, as disciple makers, as Christ followers, people with relationships with Jesus, what should be our action steps then? Like, I know we've kind of alluded to it and talked about it even in personal stories, but to give our listeners something really concrete to do, a, a way to walk this out. What are the steps that they should do in order to understand, hey, here's what God is telling me? Step one, stop flippantly using that phrase. Mm. Like, like, slow down. Yeah. Could it be God? 
Absolutely. Are we called to test every spirit? Absolutely. And so slow down. Don't speak for God before you know what he's spoken. Um, step two, like like Mahogany kind of laid this out for us already. Like get in the word, like get close to him, press in with him, seek wise counsel. If it's something that you're like, hey, I have to keep this close to my chest and I can't tell people about it. <laughs> odds are, not saying 100%, but there's a good chance that that's not from the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we're not meant to be like peddlers in the night, yeah. right? Like we're meant to be like a, a light on a hill. Uh, and so if we're trying to hide that light under a bushel, well, there's a problem. Yep. Yeah. So uh, th- those would be my steps that I would give them. No, yeah. I agree with those. Yeah. And even like the relationship of discipleship. So like podcast 419, we're all about it. If if this is your first time here, <laughs> this is your first time hearing it. But if you listen to any other episode. It's probably the third time on this w- episode. It is <laughs> what we're all about. And so having those people in your life where you can be completely vulnerable um, and you can go to them without fear of rejection, knowing that, hey, I want you to help me test this spirit so I know mm. what God is telling me, because mm-hmm. that is so important to have those people in your life that also aren't just going to be yes men. Yes. Like, that's right. really big. That's huge. And we seek those. Like, I, I, I like people who tell me yes oh, yeah. oh, all same. the time. Yeah, but they have, they have a time. <laughs> right. They right. have a time. We have to, but that's a great point though, is we need to initiate relationships with people who have the courage to tell us no, Yes, mm-hmm. because that, those are the people who are trustworthy. So yes. I think about like a verse in Proverbs, like, um, a kiss from an enemy can't be trusted, but a wound from a friend can be, I'm totally botched that. But, um, the, the point of it is like, man, like, Judas gave a kiss. Hmm. Like Judas was a yes man. Like mm-hmm. he was trying to appease himself mm-hmm. and everybody else. Uh, like I, I don't want people like that. I want people in my life who, when I bring them this incredible idea, they say, "Josh, I love you. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's don't a bad get, idea. Mm-hmm. Like that is. Don't get. I don't think that's Josh. of the Lord. You need, man. I wish somebody had told me. That. I actually, <laughs> I did bring somebody about my Jeep. I bought a Jeep. If you hadn't heard, this episode one a I think. while ago. There's a long. Like this was when I was pre-Jesus. Mm. And I brought a guy who uh, was supposed to be like the the guy who was like playing hardball. <laughs> and he did. And I was like, dude, shut up, man. I'm trying to get this Jeep. Like I shut I'm, him down but I really want it. because I wanted it so bad. And that was a really expensive car payment that I had to sell when I got married. So <laughs> mm. cheers, to, cheers to that. Cheers to that. But that's why it's so important not to have yes men. Yeah. Like you need someone who, like you said, have the courage to say no. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have those people in your life. Like you grow and you get better from that because mm. they're going to be the ones when you start going off course that they're willing to say, hey, we need to point you back to yeah. to where you need to be going. And that's yeah. towards Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. also need to be coachable enough to hear that. Yeah. Right. Because I had Very the guy and so I still bought the and Jeep. You told, you shushed him. Yep. I did. I did. I, really, I was like, dude, be quiet. Side by side, oh doors gosh. off. Dude, I really did like that Jeep, though. Real talk. It was a good time. For mm. how long? How long did I like it or how long did I have how it? How long did you have it? Four years? Three years? Uh, three years? Three years. Mm. Did God tell you to buy it, though? He told... No, he did not. That was four uh, years no. of uncomfortable payments. Oh, guys, we don't need to get into my childishness. <laughs> yeah. Like It was not that uncomfortable for me, but there was a lot better use of my finances that I could have been doing. I love that. Well, Mahogany, thank you so much for being on this episode. Is there anything that you want to say before we uh, sign off? No, just um, I said no, and then I was about to say something. Um, Yeah. That's that's our MO, I think. Just mainly and like 
one, your relationship mm. with God, your relationship with him. Yeah, we can't stress that enough. If you, Without that relationship, without knowing his voice, without having your head up against his chest, the rest of it doesn't yeah. even matter. You have, you need that first. Yeah. Well, I yeah. love that so much. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you like and subscribe and all of the clicky things like Josh likes to say. So and we will see so you much. next week on Podcast 419. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcast 419. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on our website, podcast419.com.